0: What's up guys, welcome to the podcast where everyone knows your name... Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And also cheers to you listeners out there. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate you. you. Thank you for all the subscriptions. And if you're listening to us for the first time, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, TuneIn, Radio Public, and we have a YouTube channel. So please hit that subscription. So essentially anywhere. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. Uh, so. And we would love a rating,
1: especially the fifth star.
0: That's the to... one you want. Yes. That's
1: the sweet spot. That fifth star over there, that's the one you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Brother Josh, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. I'm not going to trick you like I did last week and get all sentimental on oh, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there's not a lot going on with me. Now that it's summer, uh, I am in the process of moving classrooms. I mentioned mm-hmm. last week that I was in a little... You know, a bit of a career change, yeah. sort of. Uh, so I'm moving schools, which means a new classroom. So I get to repaint all my Spider-Man stuff and rehang all my Marvel posters and everything. Yeah. So uh, I'm working on that a little bit at a time. But other than that, just enjoying life and enjoying, enjoying the this, this podcast, too. So oh, Me too, man. We're having a blast. Good. How good. are you? Very young good. camper. Um, a little, uh, little busy
0: with, you know, life, work. Hobbies, podcast, mm-hmm. show, sure, relationships. I'm telling you, man, it's just a busy, busy life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it looks like uh, the family may be making the move to Georgia soon. Mom mm-hmm. and Dad, of course, for their new their new adventure. So it's pretty exciting. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's great to be back for Episode 7.
1: That's right. Uh, before we get started, can I just do a quick plug for something real quick? Absolutely. Uh, this is not anything that we are officially connected with, but I think it's a really cool thing, and I just wanted to mention it to everybody. Uh, there's a, a comic book store in Knoxville called Tall Man Toys and Comics that I stumbled onto on Facebook. So uh, they're doing this charity event this summer called Pops for Patients, and that's running from now until the 4th of July. And essentially what it is is it's a charity that benefits the East Tennessee Children's Hospital and all the comic book stores in the Knoxville area are taking donations of pops, child-friendly pops that are still in the box, and they are taking these pops to local hospitals, uh, especially Children's Hospital, to you know cheer up some kids who are you know a little down maybe. Yeah. So I think it's a great thing. And if you are a pop collector and and you've got some pops that you'd like to donate, please consider uh, contributing to this great cause. There's more information on our Facebook page. We did share that info yes. uh, the past couple of days, and we'll continue to share that. But just about any comic book store in the Knoxville area is taking those donations. But the list will be on the post. So check it out for sure.
0: That's cool, man. And uh, you are definitely not short of pops to, no. <laughs> to go through. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, last week... Whew, it was a big show. It was a big it was show. a doozy. really big show. I'm still, I'm still worn out from oh, that show. Oh, no, man. Um, and I think the... Uh, I think the show went well. The episode went well. The debate went well. Sure, um, it was a big episode, and um, we are very happy that all the people who listened, yeah, and uh, chimed in, people who gave us their uh, their vote mm-hmm. on who they sided with, and all the nerd news. They stood through listening to Ooh. all that nerd news. It was a lot, uh, but uh, yeah, and we also talked about uh, Marble City Comic Cons back on Hallelujah. Yeah, it has been postponed and rescheduled for the November 16th and 17th of this year,
1: So, and we're going to be there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a blast, you know, just from hearing that much. Mm -hmm. We're going to do some live podcast stuff out there and hopefully talk to some really interesting uh, people. It's pretty exciting. Uh, but we will uh, remind you of that here and there. Marble City Comic Con, the information is on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. the, the uh, events. The event is at the top, I believe. Yes. So easy access there uh, to check that out. And you should definitely plan on coming out and joining us that weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'd love to have you there. Um, especially, we, we may have some dirty and nerdy swag to throw at you. Ooh. If you can answer maybe a trivia question like... Uh, who was Josh's favorite female Marvel superhero? All something right. like that. But you'd have to listen to her first episode and pay attention to mm-hmm. get the question right. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. So should we go ahead and talk about what we're going to do this week? Yeah. I mean, uh, this week's looking like a nice little episode as well. And we are going to bring back our segment, What You Watching. And talk about some of the new things we're watching in our nerd world mm-hmm. uh we're also going to hit a little bit of nerd news, definitely not as much this week as there was last week um and I believe you have the resorts, the resorts <laughs> yeah, I have the results of nerd court, yeah, and um mm. you're welcome. <laughs> And we'll get into those results, and then we're going to talk about my favorite faction in the Marvel Universe, and that's the X-Men. Same here, man. Absolutely, the House of M, the mutants, the evolutionary chain, if you will. And we're going to talk about the movie we saw just yesterday, Dark Phoenix. Yes. The um, last installment of the first class of X-Men that started a few years ago, Uh, but not the last installment of the Marvel... Fox Mutant series, apparently. Right. So uh, so we'll get to all that. We'll get to that, and we will get to all of that after a word from one of our sponsors. It's summertime. Join us on the romantic island of Cala and Encore Theatrical's hit summer show, Mamma Mia! This show is full of energy and sure to get you dancing. Mamma Mia! is presented through special arrangement with Musical Theater International. Performances are June 28th through the 30th and July 5th through the 7th. Fridays and Saturdays start at 8 p.m. and Sundays are at 2 p.m. The show will be held in the James D. Swan Performing Arts Center at Jefferson County High School in Dandridge, Tennessee. You can reserve your tickets by calling 423-318-8331. For more information, you can like Encore Theatrical on Facebook or check them out at www.etcplays.com. .org. We hope to see you there where it's not just theater, it's encore. All right, now we're going to jump back into our new segment called What you watching? Watchin'? So, Tyler, uh, what you watching here? Well, man, I am about halfway through season 8 of Game of Thrones finally. Oh boy. I uh, just saw the Battle of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Um I would have to say some Wait, notes. can
1: we can we just
0: spoiler alert? Yeah, 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 spoiler alert. Aside from me, if you haven't seen it yet, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Um, they literally have a streaming service, so you can watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, a couple of notes I would, I guess, I would have to say is um, it was really dark, Yeah, like, like contrast looked, wise, yeah. uh, hard to see some things, mm-hmm. and it was definitely a sensory sensory overload. I mean, it was a lot. lot of back and forth, this person fighting the over there, the over there, what's going on over there. And, I mean, it, if you have a A D D ADD, then
1: it was a nightmare. <laughs> It was yeah, I agree. It was dark. We had a hard time with that because we we're like trying to you know close the windows and uh, yeah. you know like change everything in the lighting in the room a certain way so we could see better because it was hard to tell. Like I couldn't tell what was going on with Jorah for the longest time. I was, yeah, because he rode with the Dothraki into yeah. the you know and against the, the, the White torch Walkers started disappearing. And then I was like, what? what? Did we where get is? We're not going to he? see him die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... So um, yeah, I agree with you on that. I did like that episode. A lot of people hated on the it. The episode was, it was really fine. good. Um I uh I know a lot of people didn't like it, but
0: I really like the calm before the storm mm-hmm. moment where all there's you know a group sitting around the fire and then there's you know the Hound and Barrick and then Arya has her moment and it's just that was the
1: the previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The previous episode. Um, I, I, I really like that. Moment. I look at season eight as like two really big finale episodes. The first three yeah. is the finale of the White Walker Story conflict. Line. Yeah, and so if you take those three episodes and look at them as one, it works out. It's like it's like a Lord of the Rings movie. I thought it, it was really great. is. Yeah. Um, and I'm also watching Doom Patrol.
0: I'm uh, starting. You know, I'm I mean, a few episodes in, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's definitely not Titans. Um, it's different, but, you know, like we've talked before, you know how when we were growing up and, you know, young adults and all that, the Guardians of the Galaxy were the obscure comics for Marvel. Yeah. Nobody
1: really cared about yeah.
0: that. But the Doom Patrol is the obscure comics for DC. Um, it really takes a specific taste to really get into them. Sure. Some fun little trivia: Brendan Fraser is voicing the big robot man thing. Wow! uh, Which welcome back to acting, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) Um, And you don't know it's him until a few episodes in. But Matt Balmer is the guy who's wrapped up like the Invisible Man. Okay. And it's really it's you know. I mean, it's it's DC streaming service, and it's Doom Patrol. So worth checking out, though. It's worth checking out, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend those. And what about you?
1: Well, uh, we, we spoke briefly last week about The Flash Season 5 that I was watching. And when it comes okay. out every summer on Netflix, I binge it in like a week or so. Mm-hmm. And I did finish The Flash, and I loved it. And um, I was really bummed about Cisco. Yeah, when so- you were
0: talking a little bit about Cisco last week, I was sitting there on pins and needles, like, "Oh, don't spoil it for him." Should don't we say? Should we say spoiler yep. alert spoiler again? Spoiler alert. Uh, Cisco does cure himself. Yeah. In
1: the finale. Oh, so we left. The he doesn't team. die.
0: He doesn't die. So there's always that open of. He could, you know, he's one to pursue Broadway. The actor is right, which he has a fantastic voice. Yeah,
1: maybe you know, the cure won't work. Maybe it wears off or something, or maybe they go into another timeline and get a different Cisco. A vibe. I don't know. A different But, vibe. you know, it's just my luck that I would talk about how much I love a character, and then right after that, he leaves the show. Yeah, so, it really is your luck. I'm excited about the reverse Flash being back into the mix.
0: He really is the epitome of arch enemy. Yeah. Like, he keeps coming back and keeps coming back, and he, I think he's the best villain on TV right now. Out of all superhero things, yeah, I would um, I would probably agree with that. Actually. And the portrayal of it by the same guy, you know, uh, each se- season, Tom, Tom Cavanaugh, Cavanaugh plays
1: a different version of Harrison Wells. He's super so cool. talented, yeah. Very, talented. I loved Sherlock. Yeah, Sh- Sherlock. The French Wells, he was really really good. Yeah. Um, I also i made I made a note in my phone about uh, King Shark versus Grodd. What? Oh, what an that episode! Was awesome. I loved that whole episode. But I love the whole season. It's a uh, great show.
0: The whole series is great.
1: But beyond that, I st- you know we kind of said we wanted to try to watch something new every week, mm-hmm. even just briefly to, to mention it on the show. I started Black Lightning. Okay. It's a CW uh, original series, and it is part of the DC universe. Uh, not connected to the Arrowverse, not though, to the Arrowverse, oddly yeah. enough. But I'm really enjoying it. It's on Netflix right now, and there's two seasons. I've seen two episodes. And cool. I'm really into it. And what I like about it is it's not the typical origin story of the hero mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. He's in, in this universe, he's already established, Black Lightning. And he's kind of retired. So yeah. he's he's a veteran superhero. He gave it up for his family. And he's sort of finding reasons to get back into the mix. So it's really good so far. Yeah, and uh, it. it goes back to... Um You'll
0: see it when you start watching Titans, but Stargirl ends up saying to Robin, you're never really out, Yeah, and that's kind of the curse of being a superhero, is you you never get to go home. You never get to retire. Yeah. You're never out, because uh, the life will always be there. Right. Um, so you like it, though? I mean, Oh, yeah. Big time. It?
1: Yeah, very much Good. so. So if you're Good. looking for something new in the superhero uh, genre to check out, uh, if you haven't already, check out black lightning
0: absolutely and uh, we will be back next week with some more new things that we're checking out hopefully yes and uh, some shows maybe a movie or two that
1: uh, we normally would not watch so uh, So stay tuned for that on that note do you think it's time to move on to our next segment Uh, yeah definitely I uh, believe it's time
0: for some news some nerd Uh, news absolutely here is your nerd news for today (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, in the world of nerd, we have a little bit of news. Again, not as much as last week. Um, but we uh, want to briefly mention about Phase 4 of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Is uh, We're about to get an announcement soon, at the end of the summer. Uh, August 24th, at the D23 Expo. Uh, Disney has said it will announce and show its, its slate, if you will, for the MCU. The roadmap. Um, the roadmap, yeah. I'm very excited and, to see uh, it. For Lucasfilms as well, mm-hmm. so we'll get to see, you know, maybe And probably
1: Pixar, everything, everything, everything Disney's Disney banner. Yeah.
0: We'll see their, their roadmaps, yeah.
1: and it's always cool every year to get to see that, to kind of see where we're heading. Well, I remember years ago when they had the roadmaps for, you know, the other movies, mm-hmm. and you could look at it and be like, oh man, in four years we're going to get Infinity War, and it seemed like <laughs> so far away, so I hope there's that same excitement for... Whatever they have in store for us for the future, I'm sure it'll be great. Oh, yeah. Some rumors, you know, of course, are like Black Panther 2 and Doctor Strange 2, mm-hmm. Black Widow, um, a few other things like that. Yeah, so I'm excited, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, sticking with the Marvel theme, uh, Woody Harrelson officially
1: announced as Carnage in Venom 2. Not really a surprise if you saw the last few moments of Venom Mm -hmm. because he did have a little cameo at the end and even said like, oh, it's It's going to be carnage when I get out of here or whatever. So, not a surprise but it's nice to have confirmation either way. we've been waiting for a live action carnage for how long? Ever. Forever. forever. (laughs) And unfortunately they're not yet connected to the MCU but I think they'll probably figure out a way.
0: Yeah, but I mean by... I think, and apparently Venom is a trilogy, so I'm definitely thinking about Venom three. It will be in the MCU, yeah. Um, hopefully, switching some uh, gears here to some DC news. Uh, it was reported that James Gunn is uh, staying on after Suicide
1: Squad to help them fix their franchise. Uh, James Gunn, who is now mostly associated with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Who is a successful director, writer, and producer. Right. So, I'm down with that as long as he gets gets back to Guardians at some point. Well, I mean, he's going to do Guardians 3. Right. He's already
0: said that uh, after he was reinstated. But he is going to stay with DC for a while and help them revitalize, rejuvenate, fix, basically. Probably um, not a bad thing. Not a bad idea. Um Some more DC, um, some news on the Batman-Robert Pattinson universe, which is a separate universe than Gal Gadot and Momoa's Aquaman and Wonder Woman. The DCEU. The DCEU. uh, It is rumored to have multiple DC villains, uh, likes of Penguin, Catwoman, Two-Face, Riddler. uh, Close to half a dozen villains are supposed to be said. To be showing up in the first one, and it will take place in the 90s. Okay. And the young Batman days. Okay. And um, is definitely a trilogy. Matt Reeves has said it's a trilogy. However, let's see
1: how the first one goes first. Right. Well, and I saw uh, a rumor that Jack Black is interested in playing the Penguin. He'd be good. I think he would be. I love Jack um, Black. I'm I lean towards Josh Gad possibly being a really
0: good... Is he in the running, or you know, he's, he's talked about it a few times? Yeah, uh, being considered for the penguin, um, but you know, I think a lot of some people might have trouble differentiating the fact that he voiced Olaf in Frozen, and can he live action play the penguin? So uh, I
1: think Josh Gag could probably do anything. Oh, he's yeah. very talented, very talented. And but with Jack Black, though, you know, he would have to incorporate his. <sighs> His Jack Black thing where he does his <laughs> you know, he does his little music uh, guitar runs and things. Could you see couldn't you see him It's like
0: wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's perfect. it be funny.
0: Yeah. Um and some more D C Black Adam with Dwayne The Rock Johnson has apparently um, entered pre production and he will be the main star. Uh, No news yet if Shazam will even show up, but it will start out... Shazam! Didn't work. Man. And, uh, as of right now, it looks like he will start out as a hero, which Black Adam does, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's finished post-production of Jumanji 3. Interesting. Uh, So we get another one of those. Um, And... uh, a weird thing is, is it was rumored this week that he has also been in talks with the MCU. To... For? He's considered a runner for Ben Grimm. The thing? Yeah, when they bring Fantastic Four. Ugh. I don't,
1: you don't know. like it? No. It, is, wouldn't you say he's a little too
0: old? Well, I mean... I'd say a lot of it would be voicing a
1: CGI monster. So yeah, but he does, if they do an Origin... Then, yeah, he has to be... He has to be Ben Grimm at first, and he's...
0: Yeah, uh, I guess it depends on how they choose what direction they go with the mythos of Ben Grimm.
1: I wouldn't mind them doing something similar to like what they did with Spider-Man, where the characters are just introduced already as like the already Fantastic there. Four. Yeah. yeah, they've
0: already been there, and they just... Didn't maybe they didn't want to uh, interfere? Sure, they didn't feel it was their place the entire time. Um, or
1: maybe they, you know, formed during the five years uh, between with the snap, yeah, in yeah. endgame. So okay. maybe and maybe know. they'll explain it to where
0: oh, all those characters that came through the portals, well, they were there, you just didn't see them, right? Um, so you don't like the idea of the rock as Ben Grimm? Who would you who would you choose?
1: I really don't know. It I think doesn't matter who you choose! You think you're funny, don't you?
0: I had to. It's The Rock. Yeah, hilarious.
1: Feel <laughs> uh, good about I, I'd, yourself? I'd, I'd have to agree with you.
0: Yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't see yeah, it. Sorry, um, Rock. Uh, I love you, but... Final bit of news. And this is uh, still in the D.C. WB, which is, along with the rest of the world, starting its own streaming service, Mm-hmm. W B, E N T or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. They are seriously thinking of stopping DC Stream, DC Universe. Already? And only keeping Titans in the WB. And, like, that would wipe out... I mean, I I subscribed, and I watched the old Batman animated series on it, the old Justice League cartoons, Young Justice 3. I mean, I've been watching some killer dc stuff on the dc streaming app and the idea of wb ending it is just another way that wb continues to screw dc and dc fans and i'm getting tired of wb being the reason
1: for dc being bad well we'll we'll talk about this later and we've talked about it in the past in fact but Part of what makes the MCU so good is that it was so Mm well-planned. And, you know, even if there's something from an early movie, like Iron Man 3, the kid from Iron Man 3 who shows up at the funeral of Tony Stark, spoiler alert, the funeral of Tony Stark just because. Like, those minor little details, because Disney does the details right, Mm -hmm. as we've said. You know, and DC... As you've said. We... You can't deny it. You can't deny it. You know it's true, because Marvel has been so successful, DC, eh, not so much. And it's because they don't pay attention to those details, they're not consistent, they don't have the continuity that Marvel has, and until somebody says, oh, well maybe we should try to do it like that, it's never going to work.
0: Well, and the sad thing is, is people like Jeff Johnson and Snyder have tried for years to get DC back onto that, you know, those plans, but WB keeps undermining them. And go, you know, nah, that's not what we want to do. And if I were Johns and Snyder and them, I would have been like, "I'm sorry, are you a fan?" It's because they don't care about the
1: details. They like, really well. Like WB Mickey doesn't does. care about their audience. They care about the almighty dollar. <laughs> Truth be told, well, if they care so much about the dollar and they want to be competitive with Disney, then they, then then they need to better. they need to do they it. Hire right. the
0: right directors. They cast the right people, and they do it right. That's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> so for this moment. And that's all I got. That is your nerd news.
1: Well, hopefully, uh, all of you listened last week for our first ever edition of Nerd Court. Nice. Yeah. And we had a little discussion, uh, a little debate about Disney, of course. Um, The idea was that we wanted to both share... Our opinions about Disney. Uh, Tyler is a little more negative about Disney, which I can't. I can't stand for that. Um, so I had to defend the mouse, and I did my best, and I spoke from the heart. And my my opinion is that yes, Disney is a very very large company, but they're a good company. Everything that they produce, or just about everything. Is very well done. It's quality. I say it a hundred times. Disney cares about the details. They do. Uh, Whether it's the movies, TV shows, the theme parks, anything. They're always trying to give you a new experience, a quality experience. And yes, they do recycle some of their old stories and characters a lot. But people love that stuff. And it works. So that was my point. and and my point was just that it being a monopoly and as
0: big as it has gotten i believe has started having effects and will have negative effects on the entertainment industry in general uh for instance stagnant storylines um voices being uh kind of drummed out when it's all one big voice uh and i think that it'll stifle some creativity outside of the disney banner um but, uh, like I said, those were our points, you know, and I think we uh, we stayed clean. We didn't hit below the belt. <laughs> and I know that our good friend Logan wanted us to get a little angrier and actually, you know, fight probably. But <laughs> he's an agent of chaos, so.
1: He's a true heel. <laughs> he's more heel than I don't know you. how he gets brought up every single episode. I oh, mean. You brought him up. I did bring him up. He doesn't deserve it. He, uh, you, you don't deserve uh, your name to be spoken on this show. <laughs> Captain Complaint. So, Captain. So, JK, Josh, I love you, you did, uh, you did a, a little poll on yeah. Facebook. we, we, we decided to uh, let let you folks be the judge, and we had a poll up on our page, and the and results... I, I was in the minority. Yeah. The results of Nerd Court are as follows. With 60% of the vote, Josh is the winner. Uh, Most people sided with the idea that... Only 60%. That's still a majority. I understand that, but that's more than... I got more votes than I thought I'd get. Yeah, you did. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, the 60% who said Disney does it right and it doesn't matter how big they are because it's a great thing, and then Tyler here got 40% of the vote saying Disney's too big and this is a bad thing. Hmm. So... Your winner of the first edition of Nerd Court is myself. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Good thank for you. you. Maybe next time, there, old chap. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, thank you for those who did
0: tune in and casted your vote. Uh, but as for why we're here today, we're here to talk about, in my mind, the best faction in Marvel Comics, and that's the X-Men. And we're also going to talk about and break down our... Uh, our time seeing Dark Phoenix sure. and yesterday. I
1: think, I think you could argue that it is the best faction in comic book history, not just Marvel. Not just Marvel. I would agree that I mean, the X-Men they, are the best faction in comic book history. They definitely beat the Suicide Squad. Oh, you know, gosh. And all of them. So. <laughs> they definitely do. Justice League very very close competition very uh, sure very
0: close uh, they do beat the Fantastic Four they beat the Avengers yeah. they beat the, uh, I mean the X-Men are just fantastic and uh, we will get to all that after a word from another one of
1: our sponsors
0: alright JD
1: sir I'm really loving the hat you're wearing today brother oh thanks man this is my official 30 and nerdy hat Ooh. it's got our logo and our name on it and everything it's really cool well I like it uh, where'd you get it it's funny you should ask. Just like the shirt that you asked me about last week, I got this cool hat from Advertising Expressions. That well, wouldn't
0: happen to be the Advertising Expressions located right here in Morristown, You Tennessee. know it is. I know all about them. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. You see, Zach is a fantastic guy, and uh, he does a lot of customization work on on. Anything you could put your mind to—they have pins, shirts, hoodies, bags, cups, buttons, lanyards, fidget spinners, pop sockets, bumper stickers, anything that you can—you can customize. Basically, he'll get it done for you. Um, and his address—if you're looking to get some business done like that—if you're with a church, if you're with a work group, if you just like us and you're thirty and nerdy—you uh, can locate them at two one zero three Morningside Drive. In Morristown, Tennessee, you can give them a call at 423-586-3270. And if you're not from here in Morristown and you're in the surrounding area, they have a website and they will get it delivered out to you. It's wwwadvertising com. Now tell them 30
1: and Nerdy sent you and Zach will get you taken care of. That's Advertising Expressions and talk to Zach. Thanks, Zach. And we're back with a little segment that we like to call, Break It Down. How's that? I like that. Yeah. So, uh, this week we are going to do a little discussion, a little breakdown of the X-Men. And we did get the chance to go see the new uh, installment in the X-Men franchise, The Dark Phoenix. We saw it yesterday, and we have lots of thoughts about that, and we'll get to that. Uh, but we uh, wanted to just start with a little general information about the X-Men. So the X-Men, if you didn't know, originated, uh, of course, in a comic book in 1963, created by Jack Kirby and Stan the Man Lee. And I was reading about, you know, sort of Stan Lee's, you know, first thoughts on how to introduce the X-Men. And he had said that he wanted to have a group of superheroes, but he he didn't want to have to go and explain how each of them got their powers. You know, sure. like Spider-Man was bitten by the spider yeah. and things like that. So he said, how about they were just born that way? They're mutants. And yeah. now we have the X-Men. And funny enough, the name X-Men, most people think X-Men because of Xavier. He's kind of the leader and everything. Mm-hmm. Stan said that wasn't really where it came from. It actually came from the fact that because the X-Men were born as mutants and they have a extra special uh, genetic, I don't know what you would call it, a, a yeah, gene, a the X-Gene, yeah. you would call it, he, they have something extra. So they're ah. the X-Men. How about that? I like that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people at that time they really were drawn to the x-men because they, there was a lot of reflection of social issues at that time you know oh, that yeah. was a lot of civil rights stuff was going on then and you you have this group of people mutants they're born this way they don't mean anybody like any harm different. but they're different and they're hated and they're misunderstood yeah. so you know there's all of those themes in it lots of people who can relate to that you know if well, you're and some of them you know were lucky to not have a physical
0: mutation oh yeah like someone sure. like Jean can walk in public and not be. No one would know. No wanted to know. But Cyclops walks in with his visor, or Toad, Nightcrawler, walks in or especially nightcrawler. Yeah. they go in public. They're looked at differently. Right. So I love the social parallels. Me too. Of X Men. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> it's not gone away.
1: No. It's, I mean, it's if you're prominent today too, if you're someone you know who's maybe a minority, or you're part of you know the LGBT community, or anything like that, you know. It's possible that you relate to the X Men yeah. because of some of the experiences that they have with Being the public. Different. Yeah. yeah,
0: sure, and uh, and I think that's why a lot of people love them because Absolutely. it kind of gives them a safe haven of stories, right? And to help rise above that.
1: Now, all that's great and everything, but our first real introduction to the X Men as kids came from the animated series, right? And yes. we all remember the animated series growing up as kids. Uh, Afternoons after school, yes. it was on. I remember my grandma; she didn't have cable or satellite or anything. She had the the bunny ears, so I would get home and like try to you know mess with the bunny ears <laughs> to get uh, it was Fox forty three yeah, pulled Fox up, 43. and then we had X Men and Spider Man and all that stuff. And of course, one of the most memorable things about it was the cool music. Yes, right, yeah. Uh. That intro never gets old. And if you go back and watch, I noticed because I I went and did some research for the show. I watched a few episodes of the animated series. In the intro, like the words X Men flash across the screen here and there. Yeah, it's constantly. Like, yeah, like I never like noticed a that before.
0: Storm flies through the a- the E or something like that. Yeah, like over it. And no, but cold.
1: I mean even more than that. There's like a shot of them like running towards the Brotherhood, the yeah. bad mutants, and. As uh, they're running, you can see it, like, fly down by Cyclops yeah. or over his head and everything yeah. like that. So, it was, like, are they trying to do some sort of subliminal messaging there? Absolutely. Yeah. Fun
0: fact, that's actually my uh, morning alarm is the X-Men theme song.
1: Does it get you amped and, and no. ready for the day? Like, you want to jump on the X-Jet and...
0: Oh, oh gosh, yes. Go I mean, fight the brotherhood? Yeah, it makes me want to be able to shoot claws out of my hands or yeah. lasers out of my eyes or... Something like that, but so, yeah.
1: So speaking of the animated series, like I said, I, I watched a few episodes. I went and watched the uh, Phoenix Saga, which was a five-episode arc, and also the Dark Phoenix Saga, which was four episodes. Mm-hmm. So I watched both of those stories, and I had a great time, because I hadn't seen these in years. I owned the DVD sets of all five seasons of the show and the show by the way we talked about how it was when we were kids and everything it ran from 1992 to 1997 It was very successful um but i hadn't seen it in so long so i wanted to you know freshen up on it and i had such a great time and I, I wrote down a few things that were especially fun for me beast do you remember beast from the show Oh yeah okay beast was so cool and i never realized how much i liked beast until watching it this past time because he's always like quoting poetry or great literature and no matter what's going on he just knows the right thing to say and he always keeps his cool he's like you know maybe they're they're all being shot at by a bunch of bad guys and beast is like to thine own self be true shakespeare it's like great beast that doesn't help us (laughs) much right now but you know and like there's this moment When the X-Men crash into the New York Harbor, and this is right after Jean was, you know, sort of connected to the Phoenix. And she rises up out of the water, and she's like, I am Phoenix. And you just see Beast looking at her, and he says, fascinating. Like, way to keep your cool, man. That's awesome. (laughs) We should all strive to be as cool under pressure as Beast. And there were other things, too. But, um... that that just shows what good writing that show had it really was and (laughs) there was a wolverine moment you'll like this because you're a big wolverine fan so banshee was in in the show Mm -hmm. and i was a little confused for a bit because banshee looks a lot like adam warlock like they have the same hair and it's one thing about this show in the 90s like they've got such 80s and early 90s hair Hair. all their hair is crazy it's like rogue oh yeah and so it kind of looked like adam warlock and i'm like what what is adam warlock doing here he's on muir island with moran mctaggart and all them (laughs) and then he did a thing where he attacked somebody or something and he started screaming and i was like okay maybe adam warlock is just really amped up and then i realized uh duh it's banshee and he had the irish accent and everything so you know wolverine he can't fly no bless his heart Uh so Banshee's like carrying him and they're flying into this place and they're trying to be sneaky and it doesn't work because of Banshee's. Yeah, you know, it's just scream screaming. to make
0: the waves make him fly.
1: And they land and, and Wolverine's like, Oh, with a mouth like yours, we should have just tried sneaking in here with a marching band. <laughs> and Banshee's like, If you think that's bad you should hear me sing. <laughs> so little things like that. It's I thought it was funny. Yeah, Bub. Uh, I got to see cool uh things in this in this story arc like Juggernaut was a part of it. So I got to see Rogue and Jubilee versus Juggernaut, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. Um, and dude, can we just talk about how awesome was Gambit? Gambit was cool. Gambit may be like the coolest X Man. Uh, okay.
0: Well, oh. I'm a Wolverine fan. You can't you can't say Gambit. Wolver- Wolverine's
1: pretty cool. Well, Gambit's not second. The second best. I don't I know. I don't know. I think that Wolverine is cool in a different way, though. Yeah, like Gambit was smooth. He was a smooth talker. He was, he was charming and suave. Cajun. Yeah,
0: yeah, mon Me. Yeah, I loved the Cajun. And, and he's, not, I honestly, uh, you know, they attempted him in live action movie one time. The uh, uh, just,
1: Wolverine origin. It just didn't work.
0: Wasn't you know, the same. You gotta, you really gotta grasp the same as the animated. I appreciated the effort. <laughs> Yeah, but, it was more effort than some other movies have taken. Yeah, but I would
1: much rather see it done like the animated yeah, series. exactly. So hopefully, you know, one day when MCU brings the X-Men in, maybe we'll have Gambit and he'll be done right. In all
0: honesty, the guy who plays one of the Reavers in Logan, well, if it ain't the
1: Wolverine, oh, yeah. he'd be a good Gambit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So talk about the animated series. Uh, who's some of your favorite characters?
1: Gambit for sure. Okay. Um, we both love Rogue. Mm-hmm. I love Magneto in just about any, any, in any, any form or fashion. Any, yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know what it is about Magneto that I'm so drawn to, but I love Magneto, and the animated series was no exception to that. Um, like I said, Beast was a lot of fun. I've yeah. always loved Jean Grey. Here's one that we're going to disagree on: Cyclops. Ugh. Why? Why? Why not? I
0: I think I touched base on this in our first episode. If you ask me my favorite of any universe, any show or anything, it's never the leader. It's never the goody two shoe, do the right thing leader, first of all. And Cyclops, typically I'm the same way. And Cyclops is like that. And and I understand, you know, we've we've had this this disagreement before where the way he talks down to Wolverine. And maybe and you you're always like well he's trying to move in on his on his girl, I understand that to a point, but he still talks down to him like an yeah. animal. And he will, sees him will, as an animal.
1: Wolverine is so nice to Cyclops too, right? <laughs> well, no, you get what Man, you give. <laughs> I think Cyclops is cool, and I think he's a great leader. And I I didn't hate Marsden as no. Cyclops and the the fellow uh, from the first class version. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. He was in Ready Player One. I he thought he did a and, yeah. I thought he did a great job. So yeah. go Cyclops. Not too bad. So what's your some of your favorite moments? Well, it's hard to say because it's been so long since yeah. I've watched it. But um, I just have very vivid memories of the first few episodes, like mm-hmm. the Sentinels attacking and then bringing Jubilee into the mansion and mm-hmm. us meeting them. Any time they did a crossover, like with Spider-Man, um, yeah. Captain America did one, um, little Corps. appearances here and there, yeah. things like that. I loved. Those I loved ones. when there were
0: there was it was Gambit, Storm, Jubilee, and Rogue, mm-hmm. and they were trapped on this island. And it was to made made mm-hmm. to be look like a vacation resort.
1: Was it where it, like they dampen their powers? They dampen they their, their powers in the, and the yeah. really hot sails. and they put Storm in that. Box yeah. and she's claustrophobic. Yeah, and she's having flashbacks and PTSD.
0: Mm-hmm. I, that that moment sticks out because even though there were some villain mutants on the island, they all had to band together, right? Because humans were putting them in. Let's be honest, concentration camps on the sure. island. Um, I, and I also, you know, really enjoyed the story arc of Morph. Even though he was in, because you know, our, our buddy Alex sent in a question. and He's like. Where's Morph? You know, whatever happened to Morph? Yeah. And if you stick, stay tuned, like, he dies, quotes, in quote, in the first episode. He gets shot yeah. by a sentinel or electrocuted yeah. by the fence. And But then he shows back up under Sinister's control. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, almost like
1: Theon Greyjoy is to Ramsay. Yeah. Kind of under that control. He, he comes back here and there to make, you know, brief appearances.
0: Um, I think he's underrated. I would say so, yeah. I love his ability because he's basically like Mystique.
1: Do you know that originally his name was going to be Changeling? Really? But they had to change that because Beast Boy goes by Changeling as well from DC. D.C. So they couldn't do that. So oh. he became Morph, which is a lot better out there. Which is cool. Yeah. For him. That's yeah. cool.
0: Do you have any other underrated mutants
1: in your eyes? I'll
0: I like um, the Morlock stories.
1: I hated the more really? stories. Yeah, that wasn't for me. I don't know. But, I, you know, I, do you remember how stupid, muscular all of the characters in the show were? Defined. Oh, yeah. Fatigue. And, like, the female characters, the women were, like... Defined. They knew what yeah. features that they needed to accentuate. And, and it was subliminal. Like, we looked over it. Yeah, We
0: never thought about that stuff. Like,
1: Rogue and Storm... Storm. And you know, any others that came in, came in like, but even the bad guys, like, random Steak. villain was like stacked, yeah,
0: muscular, yeah, so like one episode villain looks like today's John Cena, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah. he's never gonna be on again. Why does he have this definition? Um, so after the animated series, then not too long after that.
1: 99, 2000, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they brought the X-Men to the big screen. Right. Um, I have a list here of the entire franchise. So if, what I'm thinking is I'll just kind of briefly mention the name of the movie and when it came out and we can just kind of say, hey, here's what we liked about it or what we didn't like or whatever. Just some general thoughts on it. Sound good? Yeah. And you know that music right there, yeah. the I theme pulled, from I the x it you.
0: Good job. I had a button at the ready.
1: You're, you're starting to learn. Yeah. <laughs> proud of you for that. So we'll start at the beginning because that's always a pretty good place to start. It started with X-Men in the year 2000 Mm -hmm. and we know this was our first glimpse at at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Perfect choice. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto. James Marsden as Cyclops. Halle Berry as Storm. Which I was
0: it was questionable for me. Because the only thing I had known about Halle Berry at that time was she was in the Flintstones
1: movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, But she did it. I hadn't watched great. any of her adult movies right. like the grown-ups watch. Did but, you notice that like they gave Storm sort of the accent in the first movie and she didn't have it in the, yeah, any of the movies? Yeah, Halle didn't carry it on through yeah. two or three. Continuity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so good. That's
0: when you start seeing it.
1: Yeah. Even, even early on, Fox had problems with continuity. The details matter. So... Memories from that movie? Um, what do you remember most about it, really? <laughs> I remember not liking Rogue. Oh, nobody liked Piretta Rogue. Paquin. Yeah. I just... I try to accept the fact that it's a different version of the character. It's not what we were used to. But you for know, this story, it it worked. But I would have given her nuances
0: for fans to kind of lean on. Yeah. Have her say, Sugar. Yeah. You know? It's like she, ever, was,
1: she was... She had an accent... She was southern, you know, I guess, but she wasn't, she didn't have all the little catchphrases like yeah. Rogue had and all that. And Rogue could fly and had super strength, and this Rogue only had the the, dra- the power draining yeah. ability with the touch. I did like how they incorporated the white streak in her hair, though, yeah, with Magneto at the, uh, at the end. At the Lady Liberty battle. Right, yeah, That was cool. Yep. So uh, moving on from that, we had X Two in two thousand three, and this one primarily dealt with some sort of the origins of Wolverine.
0: Yeah, over at the Weapon X program, Hidden in the dam, and Stryker was in it. Um,
1: We saw them invade the X Mansion. That was a cool scene. Yes, Wolverine's going through the mansion. We met some of the kids. Yeah, Kitty Pryde, Colossus, Bobby
0: is Iceman, Pyro, some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I in Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was in that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Alan Cummings. I, I loved his accent. Which
1: is another continuity thing, because in the first-class movies that we've had, Nightcrawler is a part of, of those movies. He's on the team. And then they meet him for the first time in X2, which is years <laughs> later. So what is that about? Continuity. Right. <laughs> Good old Fox in there. Continuity.
0: Uh. Um, my Probably the biggest memory of that movie is, is the flood at the end.
1: Yeah, when Gene's holding the flood back so that the rest of the team can escape, and we see that little flash of the Phoenix, you know, setting us up for the next movie, which was X Men The Last Stand in 2006. And part of the theme of this was, you know, the mutants splitting apart. We had, you know, the X Men and then Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil mm-hmm. Mutants. And speaking of social parallels and things, some people make the comparison of Professor Xavier to Dr. Martin Luther King because they both were like, you know, we need to be peaceful and we need to show people that, you know, we're the same, we're equal, we want to peacefully protest, And that's sort of what Xavier felt. And then some people will compare Magneto to Malcolm X because he was a little more violent. You know, he thought this is a means to an end. We got to do what we got to do.
0: If Xavier was more like, if you keep doing the right thing and be the better person, humanity will catch up. Yeah,
1: we're never going to change the view that people have on mutants if we go down the path of violence. Yeah, and Magneto is all about using fear. That's proven them right. Yeah. and he's saying, "Well, we're just going to rise above them and we'll rule them."
0: Yeah, and Magneto's was, "We are better than them, yeah. Charles." So, so let's use that. Yeah,
1: um, it was rough. X three was rough. You know, definitely the least favorite. I was excited about it because it had the Phoenix stuff, and I'm such a big Jean Grey fan and yeah. Phoenix and all that. And there was a lot of Magneto stuff, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. And we got to see Beast. Yeah, that and
0: is Beast, mm-hmm. and he w- he was more like the animated Beast intelligent, talked a little bit more, yeah. like a politician, if you will. Sure. Um, and we saw the death of Charles Xavier, yeah, which was, at that time, like,
1: <gasps> mm-hmm. it just took your breath away. Yeah. But shows you how dark the Dark Phoenix really is. Because she would never want to. She does not recognize friend from foe. And the Phoenix is all about rage and lust and power. Mm-hmm. And so she just destroys everything in her path without a second thought. And the fact that it was Xavier, the most powerful, you know, psychic mutant in the world. Mm -hmm. And a father figure. Other other than Jean Grey. Yeah. He's gone. He's gone. Well, for for now. For now. And then he comes back. And then
0: they soft reboot prequeled X-Men with the origins.
1: Okay, we had Wolverine Origins in 2009. It was... Which uh, changed... Some things from X Two,
0: yeah, different striker. Yep. How he got became part of the Weapon X was totally different mm-hmm. than the flashbacks yep. in X Two. Um, hey. Well, they,
1: was, they 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 reference the origin of Wolverine probably five different times throughout this entire franchise, it's and it's different. different every single time. Exactly, with the exception that William Stryker is there. Yeah, I'll give him that. So. Um, and we have a different saber tooth in that one. That's it's true too. Totally different. Oh, you totally know, done different. You know the worst thing about that movie, Deadpool. <laughs> oh gosh, Deadpool. It was Ryan Reynolds, like we wanted. Which when he was Wade Wilson in the beginning, and he was just you the automatically like he's perfect. He's, he's perfect. great. He's great. And then they do this weird like experiment <laughs> where he's got like sword arms, and he's got Cyclops vision powers, <laughs> and teleports and, like yeah. Blink does. So. Ugh. But he and they made a joke about you know like you're the perfect soldier Wade Wilson if yeah, I could you know, just keep that yeah. mouth shut yeah if so they sew up, his mouth, mouth shut so we don't get wisecracking Deadpool we just get like Who zombie North Wall yeah, yeah zombie weird Deadpool. zombie Wade yeah everybody hated that uh, but they made a joke about it
0: in the actual Deadpool movie right the toy of it the actual <laughs> <It's> Deadpool <laughs> yeah. um, so then we go into what was next what first room? class first class
1: so our The new series of the Young X-Men, this was in 2011. We get James McAvoy as Xavier, Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Mm -hmm. Great choices. I was always very, very pleased with what they did with the characters. We had Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, and Nicholas Holt as Beast. Great, great stuff. Uh, the first one was set in 1962 during the Cuban mm-hmm. Missile Crisis, which will be important for something that we want to talk about on you know the Dark Phoenix here in a little bit. So the origin of the X Men, great movie. Uh huh. What else? Um,
0: got Sam Frost and the Hellfire Club. Mm hmm. Uh, Sebastian, as uh, Kevin Bacon played Sebastian. Sebastian Shaw. And, Kevin Bacon. Uh, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um you get to see Nightcrawler's father, Azazel. Mm-hmm. Which was the there red was a little, version. A
1: little hint there of a hint. of what was to come because in the end Mystique leaves with Magneto and the bad guys. Yeah. And Azazel's there and we know yeah. that they make Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler is yeah. the you know the offspring. Fruit of their Yes Labor, labor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So um Next Getting into the next one which was
1: the Wolverine the Wolverine. 2013 and they, is...
0: they loosely based it off of the comic series where he would spent time in
1: Japan. Mhm. That's a big part of the Wolverine story.
0: Yeah. because yeah. um, he's like the samurai with hand claws instead yeah. of swords.
1: Not much memorable about the movie except when you get to the very very end because we I remember being in the theater and we were just like, you know, I don't think I don't I don't I wouldn't say we hated it or anything like that, no. but we were just kind of like underwhelmed with it, you know? It's like, oh, it's two hours of Wolverine. Cool. Great. But yeah, then we I get this... I be on
0: Cloud 9 about that. Yeah. But it's a bad story.
1: It was it's just me, And, but we get to this scene at the end where, you know, Logan's walking through the airport and everything freezes. And we see some coins in a little bowl, you know, at the metal detector. And they start to float and move around and i knew immediately what was happening so i was stoked about that and then we see ian mckellen and patrick stewart walking down towards wolverine everything's frozen and they're like okay we need your help to set up for the next movie man that made that movie worth it right that's the is
0: the best part because stewart's back Mm -hmm. you're like okay so he resurrected his mind in the comatose patient from x3 and somehow physically changed himself right. back into Charles. And we
1: hadn't seen him since 2006. And Magneto's seven power
0: back yep. that were supposed to have been cured. So you could say that's continuity problems and holes, but I think it was just an underlying, everything
1: got fixed. Yeah. You know, without Wolverine's knowledge. So this then leads us to the days of future past. Which I would say probably arguably the best of the new... Uh, well, it's the first a class series,
0: you know, you get to see past right. and present.
1: It was the older generation of X Men, and then we get to see their younger counterparts, mm-hmm. and they're all fighting for the survival of the mutants in the future. With The Sentinels, and they send Wolverine into the past, and he has to try to fix a few things.
0: Yeah, he has to keep Mystique from sh- killing uh, Trask and the president. Mm-hmm. He has to make sure that Eric and Charles work together
1: on it, mm-hmm.
0: um, and they introduce Quicksilver. Yeah, coolest scene in the
1: movie. Definitely, Quicksilver in Days of Future Past and in Apocalypse, he had his whole scene where everything is in slow motion. There's music playing. Like uh, the first one was time in a bottle, and mm. he's running around this room. and the I think they're at the Pentagon, a, aren't they? Yeah, there's
0: a sprinkler system on. Yeah, and he's
1: just and he takes his time to like put the guards in silly positions and things like that. And it's really really cool. Everybody loves that. And Apocalypse, he had one where he was pulling all the kids out of the X An Mansion while it's exploding, mansion. and they're playing uh, Sweet Dreams. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. Cool moments. Quicksilver's pretty great. And then we get to the Dark Phoenix, which we'll, okay, get, we'll so get there in a minute.
0: Another continuity error that we haven't talked about before. Because before we get to Dark Phoenix, there's Age of Apocalypse, right? Yeah. And we've got Young Scott yeah. and Young Jean. Yeah. All right. Well, if you think back to Wolverine Origins, Wolverine saves young Cyclops mm-hmm. from Striker. Mm-hmm. And they get on the
1: jet with Patrick Stewart, Xavier. And I want to say that Emma Frost was in and that Emma too. Frost was a kid in it.
0: Yeah. But then she's an adult in first class working with Sebastian and in the movies with a younger Xavier. Yeah. So it's they like destroy the we don't pay
1: any attention to what we've already done. Yeah, just forget it. Just ignore all that. But it's also the same. So after Apocalypse, uh, we have the Logan standalone yeah. movie in 2017. It's kind of meant to be Hugh Jackman, send-off, his final appearance as Wolverine. He did a couple things here and there, just briefly, like little cameos. But yeah. that was his last like, full movie as Wolverine. Yeah. And it was awesome.
0: It was beautiful. It had that old western feel for sure to it, and the soundtrack was the underlying music yeah. And every scene. Was just I remember
1: powerful. in the trailers when they played "Hurt" by Johnny Cash, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is awesome." Didn't
0: you know when it's in the future when uh, apparently Charles had some kind of seizure and killed ninety percent of the mutants in like the that. world? Yeah. So um, he's sick and dying and. Very old, and mm. Caliban's in it, played by mm. someone different than he, Caliban in Apocalypse. Right. And another continuity problem. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, then we get out of Logan, and we're into... The Dark Phoenix. This movie.
1: So, we saw The Dark Phoenix, and you know what? It was great, if you don't care about continuity. Mm-hmm. Or anything like that. If it was the only time movie. Lines, yeah. <laughs> that they let out. Um, some major problems with the movie. Um, as we've said multiple times now, continuity was a big issue in this movie. For example, mm-hmm. we're kind of led to believe that Gene is encountering the Phoenix Force for the first time when, when they're in space. And something goes wrong and... The Phoenix Force sort of merges into Jean, right, and takes over. So this is meant to be the beginning of that. However, at the end of Apocalypse, Jean kills Apocalypse with the Phoenix Phoenix Force. Becoming the Phoenix. So what is that?
0: She outlines herself into a fiery bird and just blazes him away. Yep. That's the Phoenix. Yeah. But in this movie, uh, what's the Phoenix? This is the Phoenix Force. Unless there's
1: something we're missing here. Which there Uh, could be, but either way, that's not a good way to tell the story.
0: Well, I mean, different director and almost all of them, you know, different directors, different producers, and it's just that causes continuity. If you're not paying attention to the last person's details that they put in their movie... Then how can you make a successful
1: follow-up? Well, and then, like in the end, they rename the Charles Xavier, you know, school for gifted Gray. youngsters. They change it to the Jean Grey School. Which I never mean, happens. I'm down with that, I guess. But we know that in X-Men in the year 2000, just eight years away. No, seven seven years <laughs> away. Seven years away. Um, because this was in 1992. 90, yeah. No, I'm 90, sorry. You're right. You're right. Oh, eight yeah, years. 2000, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I keep thinking it was 1999 for some reason. So, uh. We know that Jean's still there. and it's the Xavier School. It's the Xavier School still. Uh-huh. So what is that? <laughs> you know,
0: And Mystique's not dead. And like she dies in Dark Phoenix, and then what? Eight years later, she's with Magneto. Yeah. Old Magneto. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is another thing. Okay, we, we love Patrick Stewart, and we love Ian McKellen. And right? we love McAvoy and Fassbender. Definitely. But if you think back, I mentioned this earlier, in First Class 2011... That movie was set, like I said, in 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we just saw, Dark Phoenix, is set in 1992. 30 years That's a 30 later. year difference. Okay, they did not age the actors mm-hmm. in any way. Charles no. went bald, sure. That was That's an apocalypse, it.
0: though. That was an apocalypse. We
1: saw that, and I was okay with that, but like, there were no wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender wasn't great or anything like mm-hmm. that. Okay, remember, Magneto was in the Holocaust when he was like 14 years old. Yeah, and
0: I know they're mutants. But at the same time, you have to
1: age them as I mean, time goes on. Because well, we get
0: gray-haired Magneto just eight years later.
1: Eight years after this, suddenly James McAvoy is Sir Patrick Stewart. Right? I, 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 eh.
0: No, and you don't Patrick
1: Stewart was not a young man in the year 2000. You know? No. I'm sorry, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Like he is today, of course, 20 years later. But yeah. s- come on. But he wouldn't Picard age. So, I had problems
0: with that. Cotton again. Can,
1: can we talk about some good things about it, though? Um.
0: Well, yeah, I guess we can talk about some good things.
1: You're having Did a hard time find, coming up with yeah, good. <laughs> I am. Um. Well, I think the that the bad. fight scenes were all really good. I would venture to say that the fight scenes pretty. from this movie were probably the best out of all of them. I really enjoyed that stuff. Magneto had some cool moments. Cyclops yeah. had some cool moments. Jean especially, had some cool moments. These are good fight scenes. Very, um, very much
0: so. A, I mean, but, but good fight scenes cannot save a bad story.
1: No, you, you can't. Know? And um, the villains were useless. We had, okay, out of all of the lore of comic villains in the Marvel Universe that they could draw from. They even, just Even legally, they could still yeah. draw from. They have these made-up alien villains. Yeah. Jessica Chastain gets possessed by an yeah. alien, and they want to... And they also are shapeshifters. Right. They want to possess the Phoenix Force, so they're kind of after Gene.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: yeah. don't exist in any other... Why? Story. Why could we not have Anywhere. Mr. Sinister, or oh, why man. couldn't they drag Apocalypse over into this or something I wouldn't like that? I would have even taken Omega
0: Red, or the Morlocks, or Gosh. any of Anything. them over this made-up alien Random that looks like Groot, by the That's way. A yeah yeah. Um, it was just bad, and they're already on pace to lose $100 million Ouch. in this movie. Ouch. Um, not Secret Life of Pets 2. Beat <laughs> oh, it in the box office this Well, weekend.
1: hey, Harrison Ford is in the Secret Life of Pets 2. He stage, is. So that's all you need for a blockbuster right there. Oh, yes, yeah, Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, so,
0: uh, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it, it was bad. I can't say anything was good except the fights. And the cast. Like, the cast is The cast bad. is great. Yeah. Their performances are not bad. But sadly for them, they had to perform in a bad story.
1: Yeah. I'll definitely watch it again. And, you know, I, I own... Every superhero movie that is ever released, so I'll have the Really pretty much. Do you
0: own the old the old Superman?
1: Okay, that's true. I don't own that own that one. But in recent times <laughs> I have all of all the X Men, all the yeah. MCU and all the DC things, I have all those. So I'll definitely get it and watch it, it again. Yeah. And I'll just try to enjoy it for what it is. But I was underwhelmed. If for you sure.
0: disagree, let us know. Sure. If you find some other points that you thought of that we haven't mentioned, I mean, there's definitely
1: definitely things that we're missing here. I I have a friend from college who uh, he saw it like the same time that we did, and he posted about it. and He said, "Oh, it's really not as bad as everybody's saying," which I would agree with. I think I've said before the internet is unfair. It's not as bad as it seems, but it sure wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> Great. It was. I rem, I'll i never forget that, you know, the credits hit and you and I look at each other like, What was that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Now, let's be fair, though. There's one movie left New Mutants. The New Mutants will come out on April 3rd of next year. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll go back and fix all of this because I. I don't understand the reasoning behind it, unless it was just a big middle finger to everyone because they knew that this is it, we're We're kind of just trying to wrap this up, and Disney's going to take over and do it better.
0: Well, in all honesty, if they knew that was coming, I'd have stopped with Apocalypse.
1: Well, I mean, one thing, though, that we found out yesterday was that the ending of Dark Phoenix was supposed to be a lot different, Mm -hmm. but... James McAvoy had said in an interview that they had to change it because it was too similar to another superhero movie. Don't know which one, for sure. Yeah, don't know which one. Uh, somewhat, Captain Marvel, maybe. Yeah,
0: it was a space battle was what it was supposed yeah. to
1: be. So, maybe that was a factor in it, but... Yeah, it's not, not their best work, for Ooh. sure. So not their if worst, you're, if you're, not the best. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Dark Phoenix, or you were planning to, or whatever our recommendation would probably be Stay wait home. for the Red Box. Yeah, wait for the yeah. Red
0: Box. So, moving forward, uh, the future of the mutants. Once they are in the MCU, which it's been rumored that it's a good three or four years
1: out before we start it. I think it needs to, to be, it. though, don't you?
0: Yeah, I think we need to wash our we, taste out of our mouth of some of the bad things. Yeah, I and
1: mean, we need to get the common, everyday audience member, you know, who people who don't know the history of the stories like we do they're not as well versed in it they might get confused you know like oh yeah. I thought that James McAvoy was this character I thought you know it might be confusing for them
0: that's another big problem with the Batman stuff I was like so we had Batflack two years ago and now you've rebooted and next year we'll have Robert you're confusing the average moviegoer
1: the I average so. comic fan yeah.
0: you're confusing them
1: but um, surely they'll be smart
0: enough so to how do you think they get brought in again.
1: though We've talked before about yeah. you know some of the events the snap, from Endgame. Maybe. There were three snaps, yeah. and that definitely can't be for nothing. There's got to be some rip- repercussions there because of a that.
0: Theory that this Wanda Disney Plus series that's going to happen is her in search of other mutants mm-hmm. that she had a gene all along, and the Tesseract just brought it out. They're calling them enhanced in Age of Ultron, right? Correct. But they were actually mutants that just had it brought out in them. So, that's a theory. Uh, It's definitely going to be a while, and uh, we look forward to seeing how they're introduced. For sure. Um, I definitely think that um, it's going to be fun, and uh, Stranger Things have happened.
1: Hey, speaking of Stranger Things, that's the perfect segue. Because next week... Yes. We are going to have a deep dive into season one of the Netflix original series, Stranger Things. Now, it's been a while since I've seen it. I mm-hmm. think you've watched it a couple of times. Have You're a pretty big fan of it. I, am. I enjoyed it, but I don't remember it. So yeah. I'm going to go back and I'm going to binge watch it. And next week, we're going to discuss season one of yeah. Stranger Things. Uh,
0: because on July 4th, All right. season three comes out. Absolutely. And everyone is extremely excited about yeah. that. So we're going to binge it. I'll watch it again, because mm-hmm. I love the show, and uh, we'll discuss it, deep dive into season one. So if you have any questions about Stranger Things, or any of this X-Men stuff that we have talked about,
1: please yeah. send them in. Please send them in. And we're also going to briefly discuss uh, some of the highlights of E3, for mm-hmm. you gamers out there. E3 is happening this week, and we're excited to see what yes, yes. big games are going to be introduced, or you know, they maybe showed consoles. Coms- uh, they showed some play... Footage
0: of that uh, Fallen Order Jedi game. Oh, it's going to be pretty great. good with Cameron
1: oh, Monahan. Yeah. Can't wait for that.
0: Very right. excited. Definitely send in questions. If it's about E3, we'll answer them. Stranger Things for next week. Um, any of the X-Men stuff. If you agree, if you disagree, if you have a question that maybe of something we missed or something you'd like to, for us to talk about a little bit more or get in detail on, please send them to us. You, we're on all social media platforms. We are on Twitter at 30 and Nerdy Pod. And that's uh, three zero, not spelled out. Three zero and Nerdy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to, and uh, subscribe to us on all those podcast networks that we mentioned earlier. And uh, you know, man, I believe that that's another one in the books.
1: I am I'm worn out already. It's been another long show, a doozy. A doozy. And I am tired of looking at you again. So, I think that uh, we should call it quits for today. Okay, man. Yeah? Yeah, man. All right. Well, I'll see you there, man. And we'll see you nerds later.